Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Hello and welcome back to the Backyard Banter Podcast. This is your host, Connor Scott, and we have returned, folks, after a brief three-and-a-half-month hiatus, uh, you know, really working on ourselves, working on our takes, <laughs> and we are so excited to be back joining me as they do every time we record the pod. Kyle, the big ticket George. Kyle, how you doing? So good to be back. You know, popular demand. You, you know, you got to give the people right. what they want. You know, so many requests to bring it back that we just eventually succumb to the pressure. Tyler, Agent Double Eleven himself, yep. how you doing? I tend to give in to peer pressure, so here we are. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that's why some people say I have a drinking problem. It's not my fault. It's it's peer pressure. It's fault. everyone else's fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I was curious before we get into the uh, hot topics of this podcast, it's going to be a very Blazers focused podcast yes. because Portland Trailblazers are at the biggest precipice of pressure we've we've experienced in a long time. How about I mean, in our is, lifetimes, for sure? Probably, because we were shitty a lot of the time, we were good a lot of the time. Now we're in that weird in-between stage, so mm-hmm. we'll get into that. That'll be a majority of the pod, but before we dive into that, what I wanted to talk to you both about first is what's happening tonight. That's yes. Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Uh, we got Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors facing off against Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics, as I'm sure most of our listeners know. Currently... Before the tip-off tonight, it is 3-2 Golden State, but they're back in Boston. Um, I'm going to start with you, Ty. Yep. What has been your interpretation of the finals and just a quick prediction on how the last two games wrap up? It's tough to say because they've both been um, kind of back and forth, but I have a feeling that the Warriors kind of maybe took control of the series a little bit and showed their veteran presence. So, you know, they've been here plenty of times, so... Um, I'm just I, I'm rooting for Boston. My heart's with Boston. I really like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, I I love rooting for Pritchard, even though he hasn't played. You know, I mean, it's a big moment for him. What's is this his second year? You know, he's not getting many yeah. minutes. He's a small dude, but he's a hometown kid, and I like rooting for him. It'd be really cool to see him get a NBA championship in his second year there in Boston. Um, but I'm just afraid that Steph Curry, even with the bad game that he had last night or two nights ago, the Warriors were still out, able to um, win that game. I'm just afraid that they, that they kind of they they got they control of the chance. series, and yeah. I'm afraid right now we're in the middle of Game Six. The first quarter is about to end. I, I'm afraid that it's going to end in Boston. That's I feel like if I was a betting man, I would probably still bet the Celtics because I'm I always bet with my heart. But the Warriors are probably going to win tonight. I think uh, the series ends tonight. Yeah, I I felt very much the same, Kyle. What what was your interpretation of the finals so far, and and the review of where or your prediction of where we go from here with the last two games i i don't have much to add i kind of agree with everything tyler said i i do think boston maybe steals this game i hope but so. i don't think they win the series so i i agree there's a good chance it ends tonight i would like it to go game seven just because we all love game sevens but yeah i just i just have a feeling steph curry is not letting them w- lose two games in a row at that this point. statement you just said by the way kyle like you know i you th- i think boston might steal this game but then there's no way they're not you didn't say no way, but Winning basically yeah. everyone's kind of thinking no way they're gonna win Game Seven, as in Golden State's gonna win it. Do you think that that creeps into the players? It has to. I mean, we're all human, right? It has to creep into those Boston Celtics players' minds. You you think not because they're competitors and stuff, but it has to a little bit. 
Oh, I think it definitely shifted momentum in the series because Boston, the thing I noticed is Boston was in control of that game with like three minutes left in the third quarter. Yep. And then, you know what to me changed the series? And it, it has more to do with the fourth quarter, but that banked in three at the last second by Jordan, <laughs> Jordan. Poole in the third quarter to, to give them... Because Boston dominated that and then third they were quarter, up one, right? but then they were down one. Or d- yeah, yeah. And that's crippling. To your point, Tyler, that's not something... Momentum is something players notice. They probably don't pay attention to the chatter, you know, mm-hmm. from sports media or sure. whatever. But the, pre- uh, the but you momentum can feel is it. something everyone feels that's played sports ever. And uh, with that Jordan Poole bank three, shifted my thoughts completely. Like, when that went in, I was like, these guys are winning. I mean, they're winning. And then to compound that, the thing I noticed um, that we all probably noticed is... In the fourth quarter, Boston looked so tired, like so yeah. fatigued. They couldn't. It wasn't just like a skill of getting to the rim that they were lacking, because I don't think that's the case. It's like they had no legs, no uh, burst off their first step or anything, I mean, and they just looked like they looked easy to defend. And they have so many good players that I only can chalk that up to fatigue. And then every shot, like Tatum especially in the fourth, and I know he struggled throughout the finals, but. He left every single shot short, and that it looked like legs. It looked like he got to his spots and just didn't have juice to uh, get an, it there. Another stat that you can attribute to fatigue would be turnovers, and they had like twenty, I think. Oh, they've been or if not more. The ball yeah, to I think there was a series. stat that was like Tatum had ninety-five turnovers in the playoffs. Yeah, Tatum alone. It's bad. I. Hope that's right because that sounds like a lot, but I'm pretty sure I heard that. It does sound like quite a bit. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like, like a lot. quite a bit. It sounds like a lot. Like that sounds like too much for a season. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know it does. Maybe it's the team. That's, <laughs> I hope so because I don't know. Twenty in one game. Himself, Twenty in one game by a team, though. I mean, yeah, that's true. And they played, and, and he's that, had a lot. Another I mean, thing, he's... like the East, you know, has been tough. Like they, the Celtics had to battle to get here. This uh, Warriors. If I'm not mistaken, like was the Grizzlies their toughest matchup? Like they yeah, they and that was they were pretty clean through. You know they didn't play nearly as many games. Also, shout out GP two having an actual role on a championship caliber team. I love Gary Payton. Yeah, and second. I think they look a lot better since he's returned to their lineup. Yeah. Um, to your point about the Celtics, a fun fact is they went eight and six in their previous two rounds to get to the finals. That basically means you beat both teams in game seven, seven. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they there's a reason they're more exhausted than the yeah. warriors to i mean me. it's a real um, thing man. it's obvious yeah uh let's also before we dive into the blazers and that'll wrap up basically the rest of the pod um tyler brought up a good point <laughs> okay so we all have to go to the bathroom there's no secret about that it's sometimes you body. gotta squat it out mm-hmm. uh and when you're squatting there's always you know a pretty confined space to look around but what you'll notice is that there always seems to be etchings on the walls and stalls in front of you. Yes. So, uh, Kyle, I want to start with you. Have you, one, ever etched anything into a bathroom slash porta potty wall, stall wall, or, and on top of that, who does that? Who's sitting, squatting, you know, doing their business and just decides call for a good time needs to be etched into <laughs> the uh, stall wall? I can confidently say I don't think I've ever, like, even back to, like, elementary school, I don't wow. think I've ever written anything on a porta potty and or stall. And it always seems to be, like, so aggressive. <laughs> it's so like, aggressive. I mean, sometimes, to your point, there's sometimes, like, for a good time or whatever, like, funny, or it'll just say sex or something like that. But for the most part, it always seems to be, like, someone who just is extremely angry at something 
And for some reason, the way they had to get that anger out was to just take a key or a knife and etch something as hard as they can into public property. Well, I don't really understand why. Yeah. It's like you're sitting there pooping and all of a sudden you look up and it's like, fuck you, idiot. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that kind of hurt, even though I know it wasn't directly meant towards Or just me. like the most in detail dick pic you've ever <laughs> seen. Like little vein lines, like hairs around. It's like, we got Picasso in the fucking yeah. shooter here. <laughs> we got Picasso in the stall with And to us. me, it's like, you definitely see him in the stalls. Like I see you shouting out the stall drawers. But for the most part, the weirdos I feel like are in the porta potties. And a lot of them in the construction world, obviously. But it's just so weird. Like, I mean, I, I guess it's something to waste time. Well, that's but what I was. How just much say. longer do you want to stay in a porta potty? They smell horrible. I mean, you want to get in and out as quickly as possible. It's a damn shame you even have to go in there. Yeah, it's not exactly my definition of comfort. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and also, when the porta potties, they have like the little things that you put on the seat. You know, the little covers. Like at that point, you're shitting in a porta potty. Just put your bare ass on the. <laughs> put your bare ass. A whole new topic. <laughs> Tyler, not a fan of rim protectors. No, never have uh, been. Never will be. Not in the NBA nor the porta potty. No. Um, <laughs> that let's let's go ahead and wrap up that one right there. I yeah. think I think we've said all that needs to be said. I just everyone was thinking it perplexes it. us yes. who does this, and if you are one of those people, let us know and let us know why. If you need help, we know we're I don't, here. I don't hate you for no. it. No, I'm just curious. I'm just I'm we just, just want to know. <laughs> exactly. I just want to know. Alrighty. So with that, good good Deep. little layup lines there. Yeah. We're all warmed up, ready to roll. And in Blazer news, it is, like I mentioned off the top, a pivotal time for the franchise. We've got a couple things going on. We've got the number seven pick in the NBA draft, which is where we want to start here tonight. Um, Tyler and Kyle, I, I'm curious about with that number seven pick, with the caveat that we're going to use it for this topic, and we'll get into the if we don't use it later, but if we're going to use that pick, who are your top, let's say, max of three? You don't have to do three, but who are your prospects that you're really excited about that could make an impact on the Portland franchise, whether it be next year or whether it be down the line? And Kyle, we'll start with you. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's an interesting topic to start with because I think we can all agree that there's a pretty high chance that they don't end up picking at seven, but I mean, prospects are fun though. Yeah. Prospects are definitely fun. And despite that fact, I've, you know, been trying to keep up with a lot of the guys that I think yep. will be in our range and who I like the best. And I would say I would start with number one, the guy that I would, would like us to select. And this is obviously assuming that all the guys at the top of the board, like haven't fallen, right? These are, these are guys that I'm expecting to be in our range. I would say one for me is Benedict Matherin. The reason for that is I think of the guys in the seven to like 10 range, he probably has the highest ceiling. I don't necessarily see him as a guy that's going to come in and be like a rookie of the year candidate. While that's obviously possible, I don't, I don't really anticipate that, but I do think like two to three years down the line, he has a really high ceiling. He's one of the better scorers in the draft, probably the second best three point shooter in the draft has the size like he's six six so that's a little undersized for a three but he has a his wingspan kind of makes up for it so he could kind of slide into a position of need for us right um and his defense isn't anything spectacular but i don't think it's going to be bad enough to where it's going to really make a huge difference for us so i really like him and i think he's just an elite scorer probably the most like outside of the guys at the top probably the best like all around scorer in that range i would say so he's my first guy second is kind of the safer pick, I would say, but I do think he would be valuable, and that's A.J. Griffin mm. out of Duke. He's a guy that I definitely do not see star potential in like I do for Benedict, but I do 
think he's going to be a great role player. And it's, I mean, anyone that can shoot, you know, 40% from three consistently, which he might be the best three point shooter in the entire draft is a guy that's going to have value in this year's in the NBA in general right now. Um, so I like him and his defense is anything to write home about, but again, good three and D guy that could slide into a role in a position of need for us. Quick question yeah. on AJ Griffin, because I like him a lot too. Obviously I have a Duke bias, but, um, do, does the injury history scare you at all? The fact that in high school he got hurt and then at Duke, both substantial injuries that kept him out quite a bit of time. But to your point, on the court, he always – he performs better than I think people expect a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as a Blazer fan, it's a it's slightly concerning. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're scarred. I, yeah. We're a scarred, scarred fan base. I don't necessarily think it scares me away from him, though. I, I mean – Especially at yeah. seven, you have I, I, some room yeah. for error. You always want to you you want to take a guy like not only at seven do you want to try and take the best player available, but you want to take a guy that I th- for the Blazers situation right now like we need somebody that I would say isn't really a development project, which is totally against what I'm about to say for my third guy, and that's Dyson Daniels. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying Dyson Daniels is I, I do think he's a project, but I do think he has again like Benedict Matherin star potential, and so for that reason it almost comes down to the do you take the what you feel is the best player available who has the highest ceiling available at seven. And he might, he's international. A lot of like a major, like I would say what, at least three of the best players in the NBA now are international. And I think the reason for that is that at younger ages, they play against better competition. They play right. basically against professionals by the time they're like 15 or 16 years old. And he's just a freak athlete. He see like, he sees the floor really well. He didn't shoot very well in the G league, but he has a really good shot. So I think he's eventually going to be a good yeah. shooter and he's only 19. So I, I like him a lot, I, I, but then again, I, I don't th- I don't know if the Blazers will be willing to take him because of the fact he's player. a project. And yeah. they need someone right now. That's a good point, Ty. What what are you thinking when it comes to the draft? I don't I don't I like all those. You know, I am not as much. I I love um I love like March Madness, but I don't watch a ton of college basketball prior to that. So I basically get all my information off watching March Madness. Um. That being said, you didn't mention Keegan Murray, and I feel like he was the leading scorer in the nation, right? Yeah, and the reason why I didn't be say, a miracle I, I if said he's at the there. beginning that I, oh, I'm it would a, be. It'd be yeah. a miracle if he's there at seven. Yeah, I'm oh, saying okay. because I, I think there's like a 99% chance that Detroit takes him because oh. I don't think Detroit's going to have Jeremy Grant going into next year, so they're okay. going to draft the guy that basically fits. I thought I, I was seeing him around seven, think, so that's why I mentioned it. Yeah, I um, also think the Kings might take him. Yeah, okay. that's true. I've heard, I've heard that too. Yeah. I okay. like him a lot Doesn't anyways. Matter. I'll roll with that. No, I'm with um, you. If we can grab Keegan yeah. Murray, if I'm with you completely. Seven, that'd be a good pick for sure. Um, With my second choice, I mean, I don't know if this is the right pick at seven, but we're just bullshit. Doesn't here. matter, yeah. I really like the idea of I think I might have mentioned to Kyle when we were playing Call of Duty, but I like the idea of getting a athletic big man, whether that be Duran or Mark Williams. And the reason I say that is because when I watch Robert Williams right now with the Celtics, great and even though great he's call. banged up and he's like he's getting his knee drained every day, he's arguably been the MVP like the most valuable not no, he's like a he's been so maker. helpful he's, for the Celtics. He's a huge impact player. A huge impact, like the rebounding, the shot blocking. He's everywhere. I mean, he's getting boxed out by a guy and just jumping and being and getting higher than the guy in Be front of him athletic. and boarding. <laughs> and I'm like, that. When have we ever had? I don't think we ever have had that. Like, just that to me is intriguing. And I know we worked out Jalen Duran, and I think he's. 18 or 19 he's the youngest player in the draft yeah 18 yeah. or 19 and the dude's a physical specimen and another you know we don't need 
we don't need him to come and start right now. I think he would be a great player off the bench to come and bring energy, you know, play 20-ish minutes a game. I like the idea of having a big, an athletic big man. So that's going to be my second choice. And then the third, I was going to go with Benedict Mathern just because I think he's a stud. I think he could be a rookie of the year potential if he was on the right team and getting a bunch of minutes, but I don't think he would on the Blazers, you know? Well, he like his best attribute is kind of he like runs around and comes off screens and just oh. is – like elite in that okay. scenario and can shoot over everybody and is really good in the pick and roll. So I actually do is think he a he point. Can, no, he's a, he's a small forward shooting guard, like more a of a big shooting, shooting guard. guard, a really big shooting guard. And then like, I guess average he's six, five, for, six, six is oh, what six, he got six. measured at the combine. And he has a really long wingspan. So. I watched yeah. a couple yeah. of his games in Arizona and I was like, this kid, he's really good. Insane, so. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you about the, the Duran Mark Williams. The only reason why I didn't say them is because, if you look at the Blazers, like what we're all assuming new use of Nurkic is going to be back, right? So we're going to have a starting center. I just feel like if you're going to use the pick at seven, you almost have to use it for a guy that's going to really be impactful from day one, which again goes against the Dyson Daniels thing. I recognize that. But like if we had like the 12th pick, I feel like it would make more sense to try and get that athletic center. But, Same. But agreed. So if we do end up trading back, then I 1000% that, I, I think that's what we should do. But I don't know if like using the seventh pick to have a guy that is like going to be coming out the bench and Nurk's going to obviously be yeah. playing a ton of minutes if that really helps them no, like get it, better it right. No, it doesn't now. and I like it more. We'll get to it later with the trades and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. I like it more later, but I don't I if you have an athletic big man, you just say go yeah. go be athletic and play defense. You know, you, you're not asking a lot like I feel like a, that type of player, if it's not like a Thomas Robinson or something, can be effective. Not maybe like all star or anything like that, but totally. can be effective. Fits for your our team. team. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. scheme. I I agree um, with well with both of you. Honestly, I think that's just kind of the position we're in. Um, my three would be if if Shaden Sharp falls. I'd, I'd you take, like him? I like take him. the. I take the. You take the risk. risk. Yeah. I take cool. the risk. I mean, I, 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 I didn't see him. I, don't I haven't it. seen him play. I yeah. I just like him because he's literally the wing everyone's trying to find right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if he performs to expectation, sure. like I mean, build wise, he's the wing you want. I mean, Do you he's have his like, size by chance? I think. I think about that's, six five, six six. Yeah, so that'd be fun. I, I, he's right, like yeah. a, a big, same as Matherin. Uh, yeah, it's big shooting guard or normal shooting guards, like small for a small yeah. forward, but could do it. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, and I mean, that would be so fun as yeah. a gambling man. Just like, please work out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. No one, no one knows. Like Giannis in Milwaukee, like this young kid. No one knows. Not saying he didn't play Giannis, a single like, college minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, if if somehow he fell, which he's projected around five, six, seven, so that could be an option if we're at seven. Of caveat, mm-hmm. um, I would, I would. Slice almost the same pick, to be honest, with Matherin. I love both of them. If either or would be a great choice. But, uh, Kyle, you mentioned this in a text. It's just scary. And I know we weren't talking these two, but and they are a little bigger. It's scary to go back to picking a shooting guard when we've tried that. But these guys are all – Matherin has the mindset I love. Mm -hmm. Sharp is a total risk. And Mm -hmm. then, like, uh, you know, someone like – so my next guy – is um, Jeremy Sochan or Sochan. Sohan? I Sohan. love Jeremy Sohan, and so I yeah. love him because he? Baylor, he's Baylor, and he's six nine, and all he does, he's a defense guy. Like he is all defense, but he's six nine, and there's the analysts think that his shooting could easily improve. Like if you watch his guy. tape, he like kind of has a nice shot. Where it's, That's like, what he, they he only shot, he shot like low thirties from three, but in his highlight tape, like you can see, like that dude could be a shooter for sure. Right, and so that's that's what the another international guy. Yeah, and that's a guy. I, that's a guy I really he, like. And, uh, we were talking about this earlier with Ricky, and 
you you bring up like Herb Jones from New Orleans. Yeah. He dropped yeah. hard, yeah. and he was like a defense guy, right? And then he developed a decent jumper. It's like, well, that's so, kind of what we need. Is yes. we need defense. Yeah. Like we oh, all yeah. know that we all. And he can go like Sohan can guard one through five. Yeah. And dude, I I fell in love with him when I watched his tape. I was like, oh, oh yeah. my god! Like he was a he's kind of like Zach Collins. He was a six man for Baylor, so he didn't start, and that's why I think he could fall. Like he's not projected to be picked above like ten or nine or something like that. Yeah. But if if like speaking of it, the Blazers do end up trading back. And if he fell to like the twelve to fifteen range, I feel like that could end up being the steal of the draft. Like we yeah. could be talking about him no matter what team he's on. Well, two I mean, years from now. like to me, it's like you've got a Bruce Bowen sitting right there, basically, and 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 could be better than that. Like could be even better than Bruce Bowen, and I'd take a Bruce Bowen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, think I would he's take played professionally in like three different countries too. Right. It was so like it was like England, and then there's a couple I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's like he's been all over the globe playing. Yeah, this dude's not going to be intimidated yeah. by competition. My last one, uh, well. I am cheating, so I'm, I'm listing two more. But uh, love it. I'm with you. With I like Mark Williams. Uh, I Same. agree that I wouldn't love it at seven, but I'd I'd rather do KG. I'd rather do Mark Williams at seven. To be honest with both of you, I'd rather do Mark Williams at seven over both Jalen Duran Duran oh, really? and and Dyson Daniels. Why? Just curious. No, yeah, that's a great question. Is because I think I've been able to watch Mark Williams a lot more, so that's part of it. But he knows exactly what he should do. Like, he is a rim-running center, and he knows yeah. that. Yeah. And he plays defense. That's what's nice about Duke, because they, they accept their roles and positions. Well, the and, and they had five NBA players on their starting lineup, yeah. and maybe a six on the bench. So it's like he played what his role will be in the uh, NBA, and I loved how he looked in yeah. that role. He'll still take developing. He's not going to be a rim protector day one like Evan Mobley. There's a little bit more rookie uh uh rust that in a second yeah it, that needs polished but um i really like how mark williams looks and i like how he's not a guy that's like i need 10 post-up touches to be happy he's like i will play defense i will dunk the ball and wouldn't I'm that be nice at the center position yeah, seriously we love yeah. you Nurk. could we be do. like a bam it could be like bam honestly because that was yes, kind of similar to bam where it's like he played his role maybe in without the passing though yeah it, not the same player but in your yes your yes, analogy exactly. to the role they played because bam fell in the draft because he kind of accepted his role at kentucky yes. bam and, devin booker same yeah. thing six man at kentucky now an mvp candidate like yeah. i love that mark williams knows what he brings to the table and does it very well yeah he doesn't try to do more than that and i i like that since we're talking about the draft con oh are you still got another couple of I, my i'm not gonna go long my sneaky pick i i personally believe in johnny davis from wisconsin mm. yeah i really like him but he's the same size as mather and he's the same size as uh, yeah. shaden sharp so i understand why he's not gonna be probably considered but and, he was like their guy like well, he's probably more guy. of a cj type like he's a yeah. scorer yeah and, and yeah. so it's probably repeating history yeah i just i just liked him in college he's so a good I player to bring he's really good up, yeah. if he's the CJ type, that's a great player. That's just not what we just need, not right? what we need to try. Yes. Can't repeat history no. at this point. <laughs> no, if we did that, that would You'd be, be upset. So We'd all be upset. <laughs> oh man, oh, it would guy. be a sad oh, day. <laughs> okay, so now let's look at uh, the next scenario, which is probably the more likely, uh, based on Woj's tweets and and just everyone scuttlebutt throughout the uh, NBA, is that the Blazers are heavily invested in trading this seventh pick yes and we've heard a couple rumors come out so i wanted to talk with you both about kind of those rumors kyle i'm gonna go to you again because i feel like you're very yeah in, I agree. in the know about what's been talked about lately so do you want to outline kind of 
some of the trade scenarios you've heard, and then which sure. one you which one you really like, and then Tyler and I will follow with which ones we yeah. prefer yeah, yeah. as well. But you go ahead and take the lead on outlining kind of what you've heard. Sure. So yeah, I mean, I, it's no secret that they're trying to trade it, which just makes a lot of sense because we're trying to get someone that's going to fit fit Dave's right now, timeline. And, you know, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of different options on the table. Um, I think that if we do trade it, it's going to be on draft night because I think... Which is very fun, and I like that. No, it's going to happen that way because that's when teams are all of a sudden under the gun, right? Where it's like, now that you have to make a decision, and I think the Blazers, this is one of the most fun situations we've been in in a long time because we get rumored in trade scenarios, like historically we have, but we never really had the means to actually execute them. It was always like such a long shot for it to happen that it was like, okay, like, yeah, we're, we're trading mentioned. 15 and 20 for 11. It's yeah. Like, that's like, it, not like, so any, exciting. But even for like big name guys, it's like, oh, the Blazers oh, true, are a suitor. True. But it's like, we never really had the assets to even, or the money situation to even execute them. Now we actually do. Theory, yeah. So it's super fun to be mentioned with all these, all these guys, all, the, all these moves and know that we actually could execute this time because we can and we want to. Yeah. So love it. I would say of the the big rumors uh the first one was obvious because dame retweeted something about wanting to play with him but the deandre ayton situation i don't think it's likely because it would have to be a sign and trade with yusuf nurkic in order to get him here um so it's not even really a trade of the seventh pick it's more of a sign and trade but it's it's an option for them uh, would it would be cool? Obviously, DeAndre Ayton's amazing. Let's Anyone's, quickly, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, how about after you bring one up, let's quickly give our thoughts on yeah. what we think about that trade, and then at the end, we'll pick the one that we each really like. So, Ty, with DeAndre Ayton, probably pretty unrealistic, just in an, in execution. But mm-hmm. how, like, what would that do to your perspective around the Blazers squad if they were to be able to bring in DeAndre <clears throat> and assume Nurkic has to leave in that deal? Yeah, yeah, uh, and maybe the seventh pick. You get I young, don't know if that all works out. They, I don't think they would do it, but the Blazers wouldn't do that, right. I don't think. Yeah. I'll, I'll just talk about, I mean, you, you get Just Aiden, Aiden as a player. Aiden as a player, I mean, you get younger. You probably have to pay him his max. max. It's, it's, it's going to be a max. Yeah. And a max. Um, he's, like, he's that rim runner, big guy, defensive presence that you need down low. Um, I love it. I mean, I like the way he plays. Uh, with, C, with Chris Paul, he's obviously flourished, and you know, it's made him probably more – it's made him more valuable as the year's gone on. I was going to say that same thing. <clears throat> um, I, I agree. Dame isn't necessarily that same type of player. It's not a bad thing. It's just he's more of a scoring lethal yeah, weapon. Right. He's not um, Chris Paul, but that's not And bad. I'm afraid that he seems a little – I mean, I would be too, but he seems a little maybe on the diva side, like wanting, wanting more touches, maybe wanting what he feels is rightfully his, which is fair. Um, would he be willing to take? I mean, with Dame, you 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 do you're take a, a step. Player. You you're take a, a step back a yeah. little bit. Like you're, uh, what is it? The fish or like efficiency rating? Effic- like, like Dame's like a third of the team. You know, it, yeah. I think he's like at thirty five percent. Oh, usage rate, usage rate, usage, yeah. usage rate. Sorry, which is not a winning formula. And hopefully, Dame can take a step back. James to Harden, like, Houston level. Yes, thirty ish <laughs> percent, but you're taking a step back, and especially with a different type of point guard. I mean, Chris. He was actually with the perfect point guard right now, a veteran type guy who's going to weave through the defense and look to dish and create those lob passes. There couldn't be a better point guard and fit for him. So if I was him, I'd probably want to stay. But if they're not going to pay him, then you want to leave. He needs that money. Yeah. yeah. So um, I would love it. I would love it. I was just my only concern would would be, does he know that he's taking a bit of a step back? His numbers are probably going to drop a little right. bit. Kyle, I personally. If it happened, I wouldn't be angry by any means. I just think there are 
and we'll get to these. I think there are better options on the table for us because the Blazers are in a situation right now where we need not just one guy. Yeah. We need help elsewhere. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't That's like don't do say. not get me wrong. DeAndre Ayton is a is a better basketball player than Yusuf Nurkic, without a doubt. But I do think that when you factor in the money situation and you can get Nurk for thirteen million dollars approximately a year less. I almost would rather have that and be able to kind of fill out other areas of the team rather than kind of just going all in on Damon Ayton, which could could be great. Could be. I don't know. I just don't think it's what the – I don't know. It, it no, would be great if point. it happened, but it, I, I would the be happy. The savings is a good point. But I just don't know if he's truly – Is he worth $13 is he $15 million, million be, 15, dollars better yeah. than Nurkic, I wasn't you know? really – I was saying – I was just talking about Ayton as the player. I mean, it, it no, probably totally makes fine. more sense if you'd get an Ayton. I mean – to like trade Dame and have Simons and Aiton, and then you just kind of go to go, tank mode. Go to well, tank, yeah, mode tank mode a little yeah. bit. I don't know. No, I'm with you. My my quick comment on Aiton is I I don't think he loves basketball. I don't. Yeah, think, I kind of see that. That's what I was getting in the diva. I think comments. he's right, and that that's what I I knew. That's kind of where you're going, and I agree completely. I don't think he likes basketball. I think he is so talented and a specimen, obviously, and. A very good player. I think if he comes to a smaller market, Phoenix isn't huge, but he's got CP3. That's That can't be understated to me. And Booker. Booker's very... And Dame's the same way, but it's also Portland doesn't really... Dame and Portland, I don't think, have the same environment and energy as like Chris Paul was with Phoenix. You have I, to really love basketball to come to Portland that's what and I try mean, and Well, win. that's what I mean. Yeah. Is and, and Dame, to your point, Ty, is going to take a lot of those shots. So I personally would rather have like a guy like Nurkic also um, for the discount. If they're same money, obviously I want Aiton. He's, totally. uh, he is a great player, but I just worry about him in our market. I think that's a guy that gives up a little. In yeah. a, a year I agree with all those points. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us would be upset if we did a sign and trade for if it. We get At Aiton, the end of the day, it, I, I would be excited about it. I just I think we're all in agreement that there might be some better options on the table. Well said. Well yeah. said. Well, so then let's that's, get to that's the, all we're doing in the offseason, yeah. if that's the case, right? Yeah. 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 That, that would take it, all our money, basically. Yeah, it would make it really tough to do a Anything. lot of other things. So, yeah. Kyle, what are some of the other things we can do? All right, so then the next one we'll go into, the next guy we'll go into, and this is my personal favorite in terms of the options available. Well, maybe not my favorite, but one of my favorites, and that's obviously the OG and Anubi rumors. We This is going to be a good topic between us because we've had a conversation before yeah. <laughs> about this, and we all have some disagreements, so this will be a good debate. But I really like OG. I think he's he's only 24, average 17 a game, is a, a, a good three-point shooter, maybe not elite elite, not, like not above 40%. There's only a handful of those guys, but a guy that's going to shoot eight threes a game and do it at a pretty efficient rate. And he's a really good on-ball defender at a position that we need. So yeah. he's a guy that s- slots into a spot for Portland that I think is probably what we've been seeking for the last 10 years. Yeah, that's, uh, that's and safe. That, and, and he's, safe to say. And so if he's wanting to get out of t- Toronto, which the rumor, like there have been, there's been talks that he wants out, I think it would make a lot of sense for us to swap the seventh pick for him. Whether or not Toronto will do that, because I know they do value him a lot, and as they should, he's a really good player. Um, I don't know if he'll end up being available, but I would personally, that's one of my favorite trade options. Would, yeah, what what is it? Would that we, be seven straight up? I think seven. I from what I've heard and what I've read is that the Blazers wouldn't give up if if they gave up anything else. It would maybe be like a Nasir Little. I almost feel like that's almost an overpay at that point. I don't know, but I would rather just give up the seventh for him straight up. If it's because if if he doesn't want to be in Toronto, then Toronto is all of a sudden in a position where it's like 
we are we have this luxury supply of forwards right now. Yep. There's only so many minutes the to go around. The only team that has like that, you just basically. like Scotty Barnes, Them just rookie of the year. He's younger. <laughs> like are they? They're he was just rookie of the year. They're not going to get rid of Scotty Barnes. No. They're already no. paying Pascal basically. I think a max, right? I think he has a max. I can't remember. Close, Close to, to it, if not. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously the guy that if he's like, I want my role to be bigger, which he's earned the right to do because he's done nothing but get better. And he has fucking NBA playoff experience or championship experience, I should say. Whether or not he was a main guy on the team, I don't really care. He's been there, done that, and that's something that we would love in Portland. Yeah, that's a good point. Ty, do you have OG takes? I wish I had watched him more, and I just haven't because he's been in Toronto. And he, was he was he starting this last year? No. Yeah, I think he starts. He started. Yeah. Starts okay. at the three. Um. Anyway, I I mean I like it. It's a three and D well more than a three and D guy I feel like he's a bit of a playmaker and is a good defensive guy I mean that's what we need so I'm <laughs> like Andy's 24 fits more Dame's timeline I mean I, Andy's I, on contract for I think another three years so we wouldn't have to immediately extend yeah, into a bigger contract yeah, which yeah. would be nice um but he also has to want out and Toronto builds a really good culture um in, in, or, in order for it to work, we can't just call up and be like, "Hey, what do you want, OG?" If OG wants to stay, he's gonna stay, right? So totally. he's, he's yeah. gonna he definitely wants out. So that's a caveat, but um, it's a caveat for sure. Um, if he if he wants out, I, I would love that. I would love that. I love OG. I think he's a great player. Yeah, and I think I have the differing opinion. Where I let me start by saying I would also, if that's our only move, I'd rather have that than probably the seventh pick. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd take OG because he's proven NBA talent, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so let me start there. I guess where I differ is I'm not as high on the offensive end because I think Toronto sucks ass at offense. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they are using five role players, and mm-hmm. they made the playoffs. They're a good team. I don't mm-hmm. mean they're a bad team at all. Mm-hmm. I just – it kind of goes to the same almost as Aiton without the attitude and that kind of thing. But playing with Dame is not going to be the same as playing with Fred Van Vliet, Pascal, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Boucher, and mm-hmm. I forget who they're shooting. Scotty Barnes. Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Yeah. yeah, that's their fifth. Um, so I, I just worry about – he will be the defensive player we need. That is no questions asked. Mm-hmm. And he's 24, and he's under contract. So let me again state, I really like it. I don't put as much faith into that 17 points a game. I mm-hmm. think that changes with Dame, and I worry his shooting percentage falls when you're touching the ball less. Because mm-hmm. he was he outside of Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes is a playmaker, but he's he's kind of a he's not scoring a ton. Yeah. He's he's a playmaker in terms of. You have to pay attention to him out there. I think yep. OG was basically their second biggest playmaker. And with Portland, he could be that. But Dame holds the ball a lot mm-hmm. more than Fred Van sure. Vliet does. Can I bring up something that we that I forgot to and we just all need to take into consideration? Is that Chauncey does want to play a more run-and-gun, different style of offense where, yes, the ball is going to settle in Dame's hands, but hopefully not as much. I agree. I it should hopefully, change. It, it, it should, should change, change yeah. a little bit. And it, it, do you guys think Dame can t- change though? Like he's he's been. I do. He's a top seventy-five yeah. player through the first twelve years. So if I'm him, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna hold the for sure. Ball. But I mean, that's what I think he. That's had what Terry to. wanted him to. He had. I mean, that, yeah. I, I think he's willing to change. Yeah. I mean that. And in simple terms, yes, I think he's willing to change. Um, I think prior that he had to do, or else we were gonna lose, because we were d- running with Mo Harkless, Al Aminu, and Ennis Cantor. Yeah, I mean, who's going to score the ball there? We didn't really there? see Dame under Chauncey's system because he didn't play of pretty course. much. The and whole when year, he did so. play, he was definitely so compromised by injury. But I think he's willing. Yeah. But. No, I think I I agree. I think that's a fair concern. I really do. I guess the way I've been looking at it is more 
you have Dame and Ant, who are obviously going to be ball dominant. Like, yeah. They're Do we need the offense like that, even? Yeah. I mean, that's right. the thing is like in their nature as players is scoring. And so we're, we're not going to be a bad offensive team, no matter how you cut it going Good to next point. year. Even if you just have Dame, Ant, and Nurk, like that team, like those guys alone are going to put up points. They're going to put up points. They're going to put sure. up points. But I do think that, and again, I haven't watched enough of OG to know Me if he neither. could do this. But I, w- I would like to think that if he is the third option in, in the starting five, he's a good enough three-point shooter to where he's going to be maybe getting better looks because of the fact that Damon Ant get a lot of attention. Agreed. To where Definitely agree he, there. You could almost argue that there's a possibility he could be better because True. of that. It, True. Maybe he doesn't reflect in the stats. Maybe he doesn't have 17 but a like game. Field goal, but maybe a better percentage. efficiency kind yeah. of thing. I, so, but I agree. I, I think that's a very fair point. It yeah. is, yeah. and it's... Yeah, it just comes down to the way we end up playing, like how our offense and team looks. And I think we all agree we'd rather have him than the seventh pick, right? Yes. Oh, I, I one think so. trillion, yeah. billion Yeah, okay, percent. so yeah. really we'd love to have him There regardless. is some other deals out there, though, Con, that I am yes. very intrigued so that, about. So let's, let's, let's dive into Let's get to the those. next one, because yeah. this one is is tied for my favorite one. And <laughs> it's recent, because it came out like two days ago. And that is, it was Blazers trade seven for John Collins and also their 15th pick. That... I don't know if that's 15? possible. Uh, or uh, 15. Okay. 12 was... Uh, I mean, no. I take John Collins Maybe it was himself, 12. So. I can't remember what it was. No, 12 was the uh, the OKC one, okay, which okay, we'll okay. get to. Oh, the, wait. I can it, look right now. Yeah. Sorry. ATL, Atlanta's 15th. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong when you look 16. at it. 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. So that trade, you could argue, is better than the OG <laughs> trade because you still get that pick at 16. And there's, like I said, like we alluded to, there could be some guys like a Jeremy Sohan like a Mark Williams that are still there, and you could immediately upgrade your four. John Collins is nothing to ride home about on defense from what I've heard, but, but I don't really care. Better. I don't really care. Like, he's he's a good player. He's a great offensive player. If you had Dame, Ant, John Collins, and Nurkic, like, that team's putting up a lot of points. And those four in your starting five immediately, in my opinion, make you a top-five team in the West, at least borderline. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, that trade turns me the fuck on, though. I you're definitely, to me, you're definitely playoff. Uh, like bound, like where where we yeah. come in, I don't know. The but five to eight ish range, I, maybe even top five to Kyle's point. It, you'd have to make some support. The West moves. isn't what it used to be, so no. like it's not like obviously the Warriors are still amazing, but everyone like we saw in the series this year, like teams are beatable right now. It's like it, it's not like it was when we had our team with Harkless and Aminu and all those guys, where if you ran into the Warriors, you weren't gonna win. Now it's like teams are like. I feel like that team could cause a lot of teams troubles in a seven-game series. Even the Warriors. Yeah, I agree completely. Like, I know I just shit on them a little bit, but like Toronto did this year, like, that's a scary team because you don't know who's... Like, you can't focus on one guy because all five of them play together as a unit, and then we'd have Dame, so that's a big kicker. I think uh, the reason why I'm intrigued about that trade is... I think you might have mentioned it, but you get John Collins, and then... You get the 16 pick, and in my opinion, you go a, a big man, who, and you just get bigger and athletic. Yeah, or you just because a lot of people think the seventh pick is too valuable to trade straight up for Jamie Grant, which I'm 100% in that boat. I think that is too much to give. But the 16th pick, I think, is 16th pick, Keon Johnson, maybe a second rounder. Oh, I Keon, think you get so good. You get Jeremy Grant right there, and all of a sudden you've snagged. Or that too. Well, I don't know if they would pursue Jeremy Grant if they already had John Collins. I don't know. But there's options. You don't have to take a... someone with the 16th pick. You could still flip sure, that for sure, someone sure. else. Okay, I like doing that. I also I don't, I don't just like getting the athletic big man. And uh, Duran and Williams, if one of them dropped, I would be fine with either. 
But no, I, I like that one, one a lot. I think yes. I think that I just like the idea of getting taller, lankier, athletic. What if, what if we? I I love it too. There's no question about that. I like it in my opinion because it's so different than what Dame's played with the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I've I have a follow up question after I say this point, but what if we got John Collins and then took Sohan? Somehow, I mean, he probably oh won't be there. He probably God. won't be there. He but could. We, Nasir was projected a, eight or like eight or seven. And he fell to twenty-one. Yeah. So it happened. And so we become a defensive team. I at feel that like point. this draft, especially, there's going to be some names dropping. It's it's a little bit of a weird Don't one. You, I feel like there's no, a lot of talent. Though. It's a deep yeah, class. It's a totally. Sure. Class, there's a lot because it's so deep. It could switch but around. Certain from teams what they might be working are. out these guys like, oh, this is our guy. You know, up at ten or or we need this. We need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. There's I'm, a, I'm very excited. How about that? For yeah, this, this I draft. think after you get basically the, the top three is secured. Four, five is pretty, I think, pretty secure between Ivy and uh, uh, Keegan. Yes. Yeah. I, that in my really? opinion. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Kings Pistons. Keegan's but, yeah. Keegan's been flying up. Boys. Up. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. So I I would love I, I would love Collins in general. The one que- So my last question for you two is John Collins. Great numbers. Great stats guy, but he's been playing with Trey Young, mm-hmm. which is very similar to Capella with Harden. Like Trey Young holds a ball, Colin sets a pick, and a lot of the times it's an alley oop yep. for his stats. Is he a guy that can? And I know Dame can do that, but Dame doesn't do as much Harden Trey Young, where it's like, I'm gonna hold this for 22 seconds and maybe throw you a lob or I'm gonna shoot. Mm-hmm. Dame shoots a lot, but it's usually not as stagnant as like those mm-hmm. two offenses where it's just high pick and roll go. Mm-hmm. Um, is Collins, I'd still love him, but is he going to take a statistical decrease playing with our team? Because I don't know if he's a guy where you throw it to him in the post and watch him work. Like, Nurk might almost be better at the post-ups. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where Collins would then come in I don't know outside if... of a pick and roll. I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, I, I think it would work. I think it's better than where we're at now. A, a little bit of the action that I was seeing from him last season was he started shooting the three. Oh, yeah, I didn't know he's that. He's gotten better, he I think, every shooting. year. I did not know he shot threes. He was, start, he was shooting the three. So there, that. that's some thirties, I think. Oh, that's so good so for that's a four. Good. Good. I mean, and, and he, he was averaging like he 18 was hit, and 11. Yeah, so. and he was hit and miss on certain games, you know. Um I, I don't know. I and feel he like he's athletic glass. enough to work through the offense, and you know, you're and, right. It, um, that athleticism can't be it, matched, really. Yeah, I it, mean, that dude yams on people. He, <laughs> he, he is so he athletic. Does. That is, that is, yeah. And if you, like, if Nasir comes back healthy, you get John Collins, you get one of these another athletic guys. Um, I, I just. I keep forgetting about Nasir, honestly. Yeah. So. I and, won't and, be shocked if he gets included in one of the trades. Yeah, yeah. I won't be he's a good. He's a at good the end asset. of the day, I I wouldn't be. I would be sad, but if it meant we could get like one of these guys that we've just mentioned, I think I would still do it. Honestly, I'm, I'm with you because I think Nasir is a guy that's developing into what we're hoping to trade for now. Yeah. Like, I mean, Nasir yeah. is Nasir's, Nasir's he's ceiling. Hurt, man. Yeah, biggest ceiling, and this I think is an overreach. Is Jeremy Grant. I think that's I think Jeremy Grant's going to be far better in his career than Nasir will be to be honest. That's just I know Nasir a harsh there. Nasir just got the ab surgery. Yeah. Too, yeah. That yeah. Another, and that wasn't what he was missing time for this no. whole year. So I like how no one ever gives Nasir shit about being hurt but everyone shits on Zach Collins. It's fine. Whatever. Well, yeah. No, it's a good point. I it mean, is. well, this is just Let's happening. Like, we are now more years, to we'll the point where we can start shitting yeah. on Nasir Little. <laughs> no, he, but he's been great when he's played. Because we gave yes. Zach two years of injuries before we started shitting. Oh, yeah, it, was also, the, it was the third and fourth year of sitting out that I got upset. Dame <laughs> does always talk highly of Nasir, too. Yeah. Like, you just, he's a, he seems like a great guy. You know, we're all rooting for him. We all when love it. He works it. really hard. Yeah. Um, 
I agree. Let's let's move on here to I believe one of the last couple we have. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll probably talk about two more. Yeah. Uh, the one that's been talked about the longest, I feel like, is Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about that one yet. I I love Jeremy Grant, and I would like him on our team. I think from what I've seen. I think his defense is tremendously overrated. Like I think people talk about him like he's this elite defender, which I think he's good, but I don't think he's amazing because he ever since he got to Detroit, his defensive numbers have gone down. He was great in Denver when he, uh, on defense, but you got to Detroit, took much more of an offensive mindset, averaged like 19 a game in Detroit. Let's all caveat that. Um, yeah. So well, uh, I would love Jeremy Grant on our team for sure. It would just have to be for the right deal. I don't want to trade the seventh pick for him. Is kind of where I fall. And to your point, um, and we'll get into the seventh pick thing in a second. But I do think his defense fell because he's playing for Detroit. Like yes. he and is, I think that's he a is, great point. He's playing the LeBron role as a like four, third or fourth option on a great team. You know, like and he's trying to play like I'm doing everything. Um, I'm worried though. To your to your credit, Kyle, of what you just said, I worry about. Can he shift his mindset back to what he was in Denver where you're actually going to be the third or fourth option? Because there's a lot of talk about how he wants to be that guy, a 20 point a game like. And that's why in Detroit he's been. I mean, his stats look good, but they suck so bad that you can't trust any stats on those teams. I also except maybe Cade because he's a rookie. So I just trust when anyone gets into the building and starts talking to Damian Lillard. Yeah, you kind of fall in place. Yeah, they are home. They are home. No doubt about that. Him and Jeremy, I think. Um, But I get it. And hopefully. To both your points, like, you know, he's the main guy in Detroit, and and, um, and when he's just more offensive-minded, he can kind of not save his energy for both sides of the ball, but, like, he's playing more of a well-rounded game. We need than, that hybrid, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which he has. He has the potential to be very good at. Yeah. And I don't know, what what's his age? Uh, uh, 28 29. or 29, yeah. yeah. That, that's, you know, he's in his prime right he's and his- you do have to extend him he's on the last year of his deal so if he we'd be i don't it's not a max guy obviously but he'd be a 25 probably he'll, be, about he'll that. be expensive yeah probably about yeah. that yeah it's expensive so i mean it definitely and ha- in, in that case it it does i would hope we get a 28 we don't have to get like yeah, yeah. a bargain deal but it has to be a fair deal for us to like make that move yeah and that's and that's why it, there's been talks that the Blazers could maybe pull it off without having to give up the seventh if you did I've seen combinations of like it's surrounding that Milwaukee pick, which to me doesn't hold that much value, but it's uh-huh. been surrounded around that. And it's like Keon and then maybe one of our other like young, like Greg Brown, those young guys. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if Detroit does it. I think the only way Detroit does that trade, if there's pressure um, from Jeremy Grant wanting to come to Portland specifically, because a lot of the times these teams like want to maintain good reputations. And if they trade a guy, like they don't want to pay. They they know they're not keeping Jeremy Grant, so they definitely are in a position of wanting to get rid of him. And if they send him to a team that he wants to go to, then it looks good on Detroit's end. They can still get some valuable young assets, but also I think the main thing would be the money situation for them. Is yeah. it would open up a ton of space, and we're one yeah, of the they're only, not going to We him. might be the only team that has as big of a trade exception. I think we are that has a big enough trade exception to be able to absorb that deal. Right. So it makes sense for him to go to a place that one he wants to go to, but also a team that's able to execute it. And as a quick pressure test, would you so you mentioned it off the top you would rather take the seventh pick than jeremy grant if it were let's just call it a straight up swap which one would you prefer to have the seventh or jeremy grant yeah the seventh okay yeah ty um i don't i don't know i I would take jeremy grant i would take jeremy grant just to give dame i mean if we're not going to trade dame it's probably not the smart thing but i I go jeremy grant yeah it, it it would really I would probably take 
grant just to for what you just said is like if we're gonna if we're gonna try it let's try it and if it doesn't work out let's go full tank and get rid of everyone <laughs> um that hurts to say out loud but uh I do. I, I would hope seven, that that's not what it comes to. If that's what it comes to, then I'm just. Crying. Well, and I, know I don't think the Blazers will do it. No, so, I don't think yeah. so either. I, I I agree, Kyle. I don't think Jeremy Grant's worth the seventh pick. It would be more like because of our situation, let's overpay trade wise yeah. for him. Yeah. And now that I'm saying that, it's like, man, that sucks because you could just seventh is. I know we wanted higher, but that's a good pick. We got Dame at yeah. six, CJ at ten. Mm-hmm. Like, and those are home runs, obviously. Sure. But seventh isn't. I mean that's a it's good pick, big yeah. time player. And there's a lot of guys getting. that could really impact be great. Like the, yeah. yeah, a lot of people believe that the best players in, that come out of this draft aren't going to be those top three guys. If we got Grant and a pick, I would total like a 12, 15, even yeah. like seventeen. I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. I'd take both of those mm-hmm. and then try to get the Giannis at seventeen or Kawhi, you mm-hmm. know, whatever yeah. the luck is. But mm-hmm. I think it's possible. There's there's a scenario where. If like I like for all the reasons I said before about him wanting to come here and then wanting to lose the money, where we could not use the trade exception and you do Milwaukee the Bledsoe money to offset it, where they're still getting an expiring yeah, contract. Big. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, nineteen, 19 million—it's huge for us because it allows us to get a big name guy. Well, and, and a swap team the like money. Detroit wants a guy like Bledsoe who's yeah. off their books next year. Like, exactly, and, and if they can suck, get a couple so. assets along with it, where right now they just have Jeremy Grant, they got to get rid of him. You, we could give them Bledsoe and the the Milwaukee pick couple second rounders Kyle, I love on. talking me into like right that now. like i that's why i don't want to use the seventh pick because i think there is a possible trajectory to get him without using it mm-hmm. and that's what everyone that is what yeah. everyone is saying i'm yeah. joining that boat i love that that yeah. would be fantastic if we kept seven got him and got rid of bledsoe money cool. well even that with these other ideal. like options that we're bringing what we're putting on the table here like trading the seven to get collins and a pick like that's a million times better and that's trade and even this next one maybe like okay yeah, yeah what's yeah right? what's the next OKC one? one so i think uh, i sent it to you guys today so yeah. blazers would trade seventh for okc's 12th pick so trading back five spots and also get lou dort my initial thoughts on that are if they did it i wouldn't be like really mad because I do like Lou. I mean, I think he averaged in OKC, he averaged like 17 a game. But my God, he's an elite defender. Like Such one of the defender. most elite defenders in the league Such at the guard position. The only reason why it just doesn't make sense is the obvious. He's a 6'3 guard. So do we really need another 6'3 guard with Damon Ant, who are already undersized? He's obviously not undersized. But he, but he, can, he can play, play up defense. to the three. He's not like, <laughs> he I will never fall the in the boat of he can play the three because, like, he can guard guys at the three. He can guard, like, LeBron. He and, can't start three, but six, you can't four start three guys at guys. six. Three. Yeah. Like, that's Remember, literally Dame, CJ, Norman, Powell. That was again. disgusting, right. that lineup. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's Kyle makes a great point. Like, I love Lou Dort, too, and he's only gotten better, and he's a great, such a good defender. And most of me wants to say, like, this is what. The opposite of CJ looks like you pair the guards again, but now one's defense, one's offense. Um, to your to your point, though, I wonder if six three is just a physical limitation. Like, it is right. Yeah. I mean, you, you can you really like... guard it, it, Paul George? Are you guarding Paul George at six three because he's six seven, yeah. six eight? I mean, he definitely can. Well, he can be in front of him, but like those inches matter. I mean, yes, like for sure think of does. think of how. Well, you guys are both fucking tall. That's annoying. But, but like how our friend Jack, he like he'll shoot and doesn't even see me in his eyes because yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll be right in front of him. But he's just six inches taller than me, mm-hmm. so that's just never gonna mm-hmm. work out. And yeah. I worry Lou Dort is a great defender, but can he guard someone of like 
substantially big. Like him against LeBron's unfair is the best athlete we've seen outside of Giannis. And then, like even I mean Kawhi's pretty unfair, but that's the size he has to guard because Ant has to play too. If we're because t- I'm thinking playoffs, right? We're thinking. Yeah. The the big lineups. Regular season, we could probably get by very yeah. easily with Dort because he's a great player. I'm just that six. It's another one of those scary. that just like doesn't really make sense. Yeah. I'd rather grab. Yeah, exactly. I'd guys. rather. I might rather use the seventh pick even and just not but, pick a guard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but getting him, it, it would be interesting because you you would be getting him and you would have three guards. You wouldn't even necessarily have to play all three of them at the same time. You could just have a really deep guard rotation. But then you'd also still have the twelfth pick. And so you could do you could use that to get potentially Jeremy Grant. You know what I mean? Like that all of a sudden starts to make a little bit more sense. You use a 12th pick to get Jeremy. Um, you could draft like a Duran or another big Sohan, those type guys. It never hurts to get defense either. Never hurts. Um, but then but all your talent is small. Totally. And, and that's this, and this will never happen because the Blazers love Anthony Simons. And I love yeah, Anthony Simons. Same. But at that point, it's almost like, do you obviously re-sign Anthony and then flop him for something, but th- it's just not even worth talking about because it's not going to happen. Yeah, but that's what would practically make more sense in terms of filling out your team. Would be or use- trade Dame and keep Ant. Yeah, Dory. keep Ant. <laughs> All <laughs> Which, of a sudden, we're just loaded with assets because yeah. we've traded Dame. And- or it wouldn't make sense to do that and have Dort come off the bench, right? Because you already have a heart type player, and then you got to trade. I mean, heart. you can you see teams like Boston's not a great example because. Derek White. And- yeah, I mean, they do have, like, a deep guard rotation in Boston, but I think it's different because their star player is Tatum, who is not a guard. Our star player is Dame, who is a guard and is going to be playing substantial minutes every single game. So are there truly enough minutes to go around to where mm-hmm. that makes sense? Yeah, you're, you're trading for an impact player that won't be playing You'd enough. be running a lot of three-guard lineups. You'd be, yes. you'd, you'd be for- even if Dort doesn't start, you'd be forced to be playing a shit ton of minutes with Dame Ant and him on the floor. The and even time. though the Warriors are probably going to win and they're, they play Steph Clay, Jordan Poole, Draymond, and... Um, I don't. I forget else, but like Boston's in the championship and they play Robert Williams, Al Horford together a lot. You know, well, like, and, and even Golden State, they actually, if you watch their rotations, they don't play Steph Clay and Jordan together. No, a they, lot. they not a lot. Sometimes they but did not, it in the first. Right, they lot. did it in the first series, and everyone was like, "Oh, new GP two is death not in there though." Yeah, sometimes. well, they that's so maybe that's Dort. You know, yeah. except Dort's a better probably shooter. better than GT yeah. GP two because of his shooting. There is. I don't know size way, but you have measure. to get another wing defender or like. Yeah, no I do think they would get they would if that trade happens. I would bet my like I would bet life like you for Jeremy 12. Grant. I would bet my life that Jeremy Grant is getting on the team yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. if that trade wins. If we got down. Dorton Grant, that if we be... get any combo of the two players of what we've talked about today on the yeah. pod, is that's so much better yeah. than I ever expected going into the offseason. I was in such a bad place yeah. with yes. the Blazers roster and lineup oh, and yeah, what yeah. we had to offer, and now. You're seeing teams get desperate about, like Grant. They Detroit doesn't want to pay, pay Grant. No. I mean, no, no way. And then another yeah. thing to get. I mean, this is off topic of players, but I don't think I'm alone in saying that I'm liking the way that the GM and the president of the basketball team is running the team together. These GM and three hires, assistant GMs, these, right this now. Mike yeah. Schmidt guy, this Sergi, I think four now. Sergi yeah. Olivia, like. Mike it's, yeah, we, Schmitz or whatever. We yeah. seem yeah. more competent. I and we sure. seem like we're working together rather than we have a dictator at the top and it's my way or the highway. You know, he it's we're working together. We have like Neil drafted I this is I'm picking on Al Camino, but 
he drafted him in the at the Clippers. We hired Neil on the Blazers and immediately traded for or I don't know if we traded or we just signed him, but he likes his guys his way, the way he does his things. Not willing to hear other people out. I think what what this is showing all these other hires is like Joe Cronin doesn't isn't acting like he knows everything. He's going to be the guy making the moves, but with help, with other people right. in his ear providing, you know, helping helping points like any smart person in this world does like we all talk to each other we all in different um jobs and different areas of life and we all like we always take hints and pointers from each other like it's just what you do you have to be willing and able to learn from others not act like you're you're the know-all guy definition of a good leader yes it it really is and i agree i love that they're making more of a brain trust rather than this is our guy like they're saying hey how many people can really do that yeah exactly right and and uh you guys were right three assistant gm so a group of four seem to be working very close i like that and i already i already love the rumors we're having a lot more than what we had with neil seriously and i don't know if they play a factor into that but i really would guess they do maybe not right away but these all these people are talking the buzz and everything that we're hearing is so much more schmitz worked for espn you know schmitz is like that's a big one that's a big one yes he's like he He probably could have been i know he's like just he has a lot of national attention so the reason why I would say this is maybe for that because of this, but he's like known as like arguably one of the best scouts in yes. the world. He's also friends like, with all the agents. Like, dude, he his yeah. life for ten years has been just traveling all around the world and providing elite scouting reports on prospects. And and he's been proven to succeed. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> like that seems so like bad. a decent hire. To yeah, me. great yeah. fucking hire. Yeah. So when we're thinking about people who have a tendency or have proven they succeeded, there's another huge rumor non-player based that is floating around portland it's not even a rumor it's been confirmed by woge and woge is truth to me so uh the blazers in paul allen's will apparently they do need to sell within the next two years as part of paul Mm -hmm. allen's directive to his Mm -hmm. uh volcom or whatever uh no offense to jody but thank the fucking lord as long as they stay in portland caveat uh but phil knight has been confirmed to have offered over two billion dollars with um I forget the guy's name but he's a partial owner Alan something Alan something Saint, but, Saint, Saint, yeah. from yes. the Dodgers yeah. he he's a from partial Dodgers, owner of the yeah. Dodgers already if and just as a refresher for everyone listening is that um the Dodgers did kind of a conglomerate when they bought it like Magic Johnson's a part of it this guy and there's like four or five other mm-hmm. you know million billionaires that are mixed in there mm-hmm. and so this guy's definitely ready to spend money and has seen it work because the Dodgers, as Kyle can attribute, uh, having beat them in, or having beat them in the uh, NLCS last season. Suck it. The Dodgers are not afraid to spend mo- money they if you always look do. at their lineup. Uh, <laughs> so I'm hoping that kind of mentality, along with Phil Knight's win-at-all-cost mentality and kind of the kind of the coolness factor we saw in, envelop University of Oregon there in the late 2000s to early 2010s. That's a good point. Didn't even think of that. And so kind of that swag and that factor i think we had a bit of it with paul allen because people respected paul allen as a sports mind not yes. just his business mind but like the dude wanted to win one with the seahawks Loved made his us teams. really good and invested in his teams and we know phil knight will 1000 percent throw everything he has into the fran- you know the group team he's supporting and he's about 85 years old so he's wanting a championship now it's i mean gonna, it's right gonna get now. done I'll tell you right now that shit's gonna get uh, done. Also, I, guarantee, I almost guarantee that that deal happened. Who was the most? Oh, the Broncos. The Broncos were the most recent team sold and purchased by another group. And just something to throw out there for all the people listening. Um, when 
I remember they were like, someone reported, oh, the, the Denver Broncos are going to be sold to this group for this amount. And then the team came out and said, this is not true. This is not happening, blah, blah, blah. Next day, team sold. Yeah. What happened when the that those reports came out for the Blazers? They offered two more than two million dollars. Was reported then the team or the Volcrum or whatever put out a statement. We are not. This is not true. We're not selling a team. Blah blah blah. I, th- this is this is happening. I, oh, like, it's gonna fucking Phil, happen. Phil it Knight just, is is Oregon. Like it, it, yeah. when you think Oregon and Portland, like you think Nike. You, you just you just think it. It would if it wasn't Paul Allen. Phil Knight is the second best. Phil, 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 Phil Knight might have been better than Paul Allen in For general sure. because yeah, he yes. is. You made the you made the point. He is Oregon business and sports yeah. kind of. Um, and to your point, also with the, I think people got a little bit up in arms about that report. The Blazers didn't say we're not selling to that person. All they said is that. We're not selling right now. Right now. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. A, people got so worked up by the verbiage of like, why would you say, you know, why would you not do there? They literally didn't say we're not doing it. They just said we're not selling right this second. Yes. yes. That doesn't mean they're, they're definitely talking back and forth consistently, even after that quote, to your point, Tyler, sure. you're, you're spot on They're They're 1000% talking. And, I mean, and to what both of you said, I, it would make no sense to me to sell to anyone else because this makes perfect sense. And the only reason you'd sell to someone else is if they're moving the team. Yes. And that scares me a lot. But I, I also think in, with expansion that that should be ruled out. But it's always Paul scary. Allen's uh, trust, trust or whatever. Yeah. It's been reported that he wants the team to stay. Oh, I didn't know that part. That I read that. I didn't, I didn't hear that part. But yeah. I mean, I do know they have to sell, like Connor said. And I know Adam Silver. I think it was quoted saying that they have to sell Seahawks yeah. too, right? Seahawks. Yeah. Too. If I'm yeah. Jody, I'm like, let's yeah. sell both these bitches. I'm yeah. about to be a billionaire. I mean, no, they, and they literally are. They have yeah. to do sell both. Yeah. I mean, she, she sits there on the sideline. I mean, uh, never mind. It's not going to get done. It may not get done. I'm with you. Ty. Soon. <laughs> it's been a nightmare. <laughs> may not get done soon, but I, it yeah. will happen. I think like, it's Paul, a, Phil Knight will own the Blazers. I agree completely. I, I love I, it. Put it your makes, stamp on it. It just makes so much sense. Like you'd be, and he he has the money, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And I know Denver Broncos sold for four point six five, but we're that's not football Denver. though, and that's football. That's yeah. football, and we're not Denver. Yes, we're Denver light. Uh, yeah. And the city's experienced some tough times during and, COVID. And and football is a, a smaller, whole nother yeah. monster. If you're Good making over two billion for an NBA franchise in Portland, you take you're it. stoked. Yeah. Well, because like I think the Timberwolves sold for like one point six some billion. Um, Who? Timberwolves? Timberwolves, Minnesota, oh, wow. just recently. Six? One point six. Oh, okay. okay. And, yeah, I and I think we're like maybe that. less even, but it was in the ones, I thought, because it, I was once this came out, I was like, okay, let's compare like market sizes and see if that's a realistic offer. And to your credit, or to what you just said, Ty. 1.5. 1.5. So, yeah. And so they're comparable, and I think we are a better market. For sure. If you look at the yeah. stats, like, although we're small to mid-sized, we are 13th in overall well, NBA TV uh, viewer or NBA, basically NBA support. We, we were support. still going to games last year, yeah. right. buying ten dollar beers. I mean, th- you're getting your money. Yeah, and so an I think they'll stay. I, I think they'll stay, sell, and then add to expansion teams yeah. because Adam Silver. That it's not like baseball. They don't need teams to move. They need to add teams to make the talent disperse out across the whole league. And I think uh, I think Portland is safe because of that. But I've definitely heard alternate opinions too, and that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I've heard that um, there's already too much money tied into the expansion fees at this point. Right. To where 
I guess like if you do buy a team, like you, I, I, you must have the right to move them. I don't know the logistics behind that, but I think I read somewhere that like they wouldn't move. move, they wouldn't want to move a team, especially out of a market like Portland. To your point, that has great fan support, yeah. and makes money and does all those things. To where it's like, why would we move a team away from a city like that when we know we're going to be expanding in the next like yeah. five years? Let's the- let's move fucking Orlando. I mean, or Washington, where yeah. it seems like their stadium's never been full my whole lifetime. You yeah. know, and I do think that uh, that was rude. Shout out <laughs> Orlando and Washington. I don't <laughs> want to lose fair. your teams. <laughs> I do think to to tie this back into certain moves that the Blazers are going to be make make potentially making in this OKC one. I think is a good example because. You, like you're crazy if you don't think Joe Cronin's in the know with what's going on behind the scenes with the ownership. Absolutely. He sits so next to Jody all the time. He absolutely knows what's going on. No doubt. And so for a move that we were just talking about, about getting another guard that's 6'3", that we'd have to pay and doesn't really make sense, the luxury tax is no longer a problem in Portland if we have Phil Knight as an owner. So making a move like that, knowing that you're still, no matter what, you're going to have Look funds to get anybody that, yeah. you can, that you can possibly get. Like no one is off the table anymore if it's going to help you win a championship. And if we have a three-guard lineup like that, knowing that like we're just going to have endless funds to go still get another guy and sign him to big money that's maybe on in another position. Kyle, you, that's a great point is that Phil Knight might have, to me, does have, obviously we're all biased, we're from here, we've seen the U of O thing, and the NBA is going to be a different specimen. Um, but he has the the kind of swag and the, the power almost to make Portland Trailblazers cool to outside. Oh, he shows up oh, with the, those glasses that he's yeah. got. Well, and, and he's got, you know, he's got Nike, obviously, yeah. as a what it is. But, like, Phil Knight is associated with things that are cool that and trendy. Are and so, like, now you might get NBA players who are like, okay, yeah, it's maybe not my favorite city, but... The team is pretty sick. If you don't think you we're going to have the coolest, are- like the Rose Garden is going to all of a sudden be the fucking coolest place yes. in Portland. It's about to be a club It's going to be insane. And he's already got the fan into. support that like U of O had. And then look at what he did to that. He just made it a, a global, maybe I, like You know he's going to make that Portland brand. locker room like three times better than any other locker room in the NBA. Just yes. because he can and because he wants to. And it's worked for him in the past. Yeah. Why not try it again? I had a, I had a point, too, to bring up that... Um, Oh, if you make a, one of these small market teams like the Blazers a contending team where us, I mean, we love the Blazers so much because there ain't shit else here. Yeah. there That arena, if it's good ever, when it, when it was good ever prior years, it was full. It's nuts. And, yeah, and it if you bring in a guy like uh, Phil Knight who he's seen that at Oregon and what he did to bring it even globally, like, he, you know. He's going to make it cool to be wearing like Rashid Wallace jerseys, you know, like it's going to be cool to wear hopefully if this all works out. He it's cool to wear a Portland hat in New York, you yes. know, or whatever. Make it national yes. or make global. Make it national. Make well, it cool national and probably it, first, it's, <laughs> And that's what it's just stale right now. It's been stale for us. So the team's been stale. Everything about it's been stale. It's still a blast to go and watch these games, but Jody, you're you're a stale, you're a stale lady. Okay, that's that's all I'm gonna say about I, I, you. I'm pretty. Didn't Adam Silver had a quote, and I'm pissed that I because it was a few months ago, and I'm not remembering. It, but I'm pretty sure he had a quote where he was like basically indirectly saying that he like doesn't like Jody, like doesn't like working with yeah, her. Yeah, me neither, well, dude. Is that because she doesn't give a shit about anything that happens? And just yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to slander anybody, but I'm pretty sure I read I something do. like that. I'd like to slander Jody out. <laughs> 
because she has done a terrible job as the owner <laughs> yeah. of the Blazers. Well, both the both the Blazers and the Seahawks have just gone straight down. Literally, ever oh, since like, took over the RIP team. Paul Allen. But since his passing, it's been bad. Just gotten steadily worse. With and the thing is, they've gotten worse because no one's intervening or doing anything. They're just letting it continue. And in sports, in professional sports, you always have to be thinking what's the next thing. Right. You know, you can't just rest on being... I mean, maybe if you're the Warriors with someone like Steph Curry, yes, you might be able to rest on being... But they're still like... They reinvented basketball only like six, seven years ago. So yeah. they, they aren't stale yet. But three more years, they've, they're they going to have to change things up eventually, yes. as we're seeing yeah. this. And I don't want to underestimate the Allen dude, the other guy. Because oh, you yeah. brought up the yes. Dodgers culture. Yeah, like, yeah. That dude is doing anything to win a championship. Yes. Exactly. So it's That's just the I... perfect combination of two guys. You have the swagger of Phil Knight and then another guy that's just like, and yeah, I'm just going to buy wins. Basically. We're talking about like if Phil Knight can bring this to the next level and make it like a great environment. We're selling out tickets. Like it's He's making more money than ever. What's another $100 million in luxury tax to him if he's making so much because the stadium is full the whole uh, time? And again, I, I put this not lightly at all. He's 85. Money <laughs> is no longer a concern. No. It, it hasn't been for a while, but I'm saying like he's ready to he would, he, lose money and spend it's the it. perfect yes. trajectory because it's like you have Dame Lillard who's on the same timeline. Like Dame needs a championship now. Phil Knight needs a championship now. Who knows? Yeah. Like yeah. It, <laughs> ev- the stars could not align more in this situation. I, it's just so perfect. <laughs> it's that, so perfect. I want I want them to sell like tomorrow like, instead what, of waiting a year because I, I think it's going to be a year or two before. Yeah, that I know. Happens. I know. I was trying to try and compare like. I don't even know what to compare. I'm so what, it would, so like, antsy. Okay, would you rather... Alan Smolinski, by the way. We've done him we some go. disrespect. There we go. Yeah, we have. But, we have. Uh, Sorry, Alan. I looked it up. Alan Smolinski, Actually, that's not even, we love that's, you. That's, never mind. I just want her to sell the team. That's all. Okay, let's wrap up with our... Uh, I'm with you, Ty. Uh, let's wrap up with our last topic here, and that is just a quick oh, yeah. blurb on realistic expectations for the Blazers 2022-2023 season. Um, obviously... Last year was quite the shakeup from what we're used to the past 10, the past decade, basically. Um, Dame didn't play a large portion of the season. When he did, he was hurt. There's going to be shakeups. So you can kind of run with that however you want. It it can be your ideal scenario. Just what, as a fan, are you realistically expecting out of out of Portland next season? Whatever moves you think are going to be made, just work that all in. Just give me your finishing expectations. I, I have... What I'm looking for for next year's team is a different style of basketball than we've been watching. Hopefully a more defensive-minded style oh, of I basketball. Like yeah. And maybe something where the ball is moving more. Something like that's we like, saw this year, but with better players. Y- yes. <laughs> like Towards Justice Winslow. Yeah. And like I'm look like where it's where it's like noticeable and we're all like, are you guys seeing this? Like we're not the ball's not stagnant. Like we're like, not like some of us are thinking, like, do we just roll with this team going forward long like term? Because they oh, won't force straight that, games. That's gonna happen no matter how the team yeah, plays. That was you, Tyler. Shout Don't out. even yeah, try I was say, and escape. Tyler this. Back and Sauce and John Fishback. Uh and, and, those and, four games we got Trendon Wadford, we got Brandon Williams. Guess what would have happened if we lost those games, Connor? Because you were so fucking wrong. No, you guys took it completely wrong. No, no, we're not maybe not maybe from you but john fishback i that thank john, you yeah. that's fine throw john under the bus he was okay. all that okay fair oh, man calm down i don't know i don't know <laughs> i remember it more as a john take than a tyler take but i know you were kind of interested you were, in what you he were had trying, to say you were do, you were do you were being a blazer fan and justifying some of the things that he was saying 
which we would have a top four pick. I was, you remember that pick that we that we now have at seven that everyone convinced themselves that we were somehow getting a top four pick, even though it was a super <laughs> low chance. And every every Blazer fan was like, "Oh yeah, like when we get Palo, like we're gonna be able to do all these things." You're so all right, of a sudden, it everyone's hurts. so disappointed on draft nights. Like we literally got the spot we were supposed to get. <laughs> I know. In the draft. You're so right, it hurts so bad because I even <laughs> fell into that. I was like, "Luck's on our side, dude." Yeah. Like. Yeah, because the oh, NBA James draft is where draft. we've been so lucky. <laughs> James yeah. going to the draft that changes everything. Yeah. Like, oh, Luck's on. Oh, damn it! All right. God, I'm not. I'm done. Ty wants to see a new brand of Blazers basketball yes. on yes. the court, and yes. I like that you didn't set. Like, Hopefully, a, some athletic wings. You know, I like a d- different team. I love that your prediction doesn't involve like a success meter. You're just wanting to see a transition from yes. the last decade to I a wanna, new. Hopefully, era. Chauncey can really you know settle in as a head coach and look like he's. Like he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, what 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 would you? I will your... throw expectations in terms yeah. of performance because that's a great point. Um, I like that one too. But I I'd say there's two avenues. If we use the seventh pick, then I would. If we were able to kind of get back to where we were as like a first round competitor, maybe not past that, but win the first round. I think that would be a good sign because that would indicate that we have a young something's asset. We, something's yeah, something's working. Yeah. We have a young asset that we've invested in that's probably going to get better that could potentially take you to the next level. If we don't use the seventh pick and we trade it for one of these scenarios that we've talked about, then I would like to see a team that the expectation is like out of the first round and competing in the second round to potentially make, make it Being to the final. at least Western, scary in the second scary, round. Scary in the second round to be a, comp- a competitor to make the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. That teams look at and respect kind yep. of thing. Yeah. That'd be very important to keep Dame happy too. Yes, it would. Well, and I think that's where my expe- or my what I'm hoping for comes into play is my biggest, I guess, expectation is that Dame returns to Dame. And I think that is something we're all assuming. We're not talking about it, but that's a great point. Well, yeah. so to be honest with you, if he looks old and banged up. It's going to have to be a, a trade deadline, call, like a really big call. And they might make the moves anyway, but that all revolves around Dame being what we have expect of Dame. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think I don't hold last year against him at all. What I am worried about is having a core surgery injury mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kept you out as long as it did. Granted, they were being extra mm-hmm. cautious, so maybe it didn't keep him out as mm-hmm. long. But that cutting your abdominals mm-hmm. no, as a real. small yeah. guard For that. Sure creates everything he does on his own Mm -hmm. has a recipe for i don't not making it back to the same level i think he will because he's just not someone we've ever seen before Mm -hmm. like the dude's just i mean he's a top 75 player of all time Mm -hmm. that's that says everything you need to know Mm -hmm. but that's my expectation is that dame gets back to dame where our success falls i think obviously can i obviously pivots or relies on that but that's my that's what i'm hoping for slash expectation is that dame is still dame and if we can start there, then we can do the rest. True. That's a damn good point. And I want to give a little bit of just – he did a Draymond Green's podcast a while back. And Draymond was telling him when he went to Team USA, he's like, you need to get that surgery. you know. But And then Dame was um, saying that it had been like four or five years he was dealing with it. He was right. getting the cortisone shots yeah, yeah, or cortisone. whatever just to deal with it. And, and, and then at the end of the interview, I was like, <laughs> you know how I am. But um, he's like, my best basketball is ahead of me. I got five more years in my prime. I'm like, damn right you do. <laughs> I, I love that mentality. Just I do too. NBA history says the exact opposite. I know. I know. Uh, but anyway, I was just. I do like, think he'll get back. I think yeah. I think he's just, not to use this lightly, but built different. Like yeah, The dude is. is just, I don't know 
I've never had the mental strength that that we have no idea like what those and, do. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would also add to that Anthony Simons because if he takes a leap, e- everyone's talking about how good Anthony Simons is going to be. We need to see that next year because if he Great decreases point. at all next year, then it's like, oh shit, like maybe he's not as good as we thought he was going to be. And he thrived in a depleted Portland team it's, where he was kind of just doing everything and the only person that could score the basketball. So that's was, a little worrisome. If him and Dame like don't connect well, then. But being the only one that can score the basketball has some. No, no, right. He's gotten better but, as yeah, I a, agree. a playmaker and scorer. But uh, I agree uh, to Kyle's side here of like, um, he. He dom when he was dominating and we were all psyched and I'm still psyched. He's a great player. He's young. He's obviously skilled as fuck. Um, but he was playing with a G League team where he yes. was the only NBA player. Yep. Yeah. You know, like oh Nurk. Nurk was in there. But him and Nurk still. and they both played really well, but they it was either he was shooting or Nurk was shooting. Yeah. Or we were passing to sure. like Wadford or Williams or uh LRB, my favorite. I actually like uh, Watford. I think he actually might. I be like Watford. I think he's a good bench player next year. Yeah. You know, so, I like Watford. Uh, LRB needs to not no, play basketball not professionally anymore. anymore. He's horrible in the NBA. He should no play in Europe, to him, but he's bad. And one like if Ant is bad, we're probably bad. If Ant becomes a star, we're like that. That's going to be a measuring stick for us he, to watch, and a fun storyline to watch. For we kind of need sure. Ant, like sadly, to be CJ. And get the pieces that a we're CJ talking that about. CJ doesn't need to hold the ball as much because yes, and is right. a much better off-ball shooter. So yeah. it's encouraging in that realm, but defensively, it's not. I actually so. just was looking at stats uh, about how much CJ held the ball in Portland, even with Dame, and Dame kind of did the same. But they really didn't pass to each other, especially, but like almost in general, like Dame passed a lot more than CJ really didn't pass. I mean, he's fucking fantastic. Made a lot of the shots he didn't pass on, but I know. But it was a disgusting offense. Well, Remember that's how many what times I mean. They wise. pass him the ball. Mo Harkless runs to the corner. Nurk goes to the to the block, Dunker and then we have spot, another guy yeah. over. And Dame's overweight and taking a breath, and then he's like, "Your turn." All right. Yeah, yeah. That, he, that was disgusting. Was, I mean, fun to watch, but disgusting offense. Yes, like, I mean, it just yeah. no flow. Yeah, and it was funny. Like, not to keep rambling on, but my dad, old man, you know, he's watching basketball, and he's like. This CJ will just never work. This is the way this is. It'll just never work. It ended up being and, right. And because he hated the way the offense looked. And I was like, I was always arguing against him. No, this is definitely going to work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Two, but, he's, but to a point, the offense just didn't make sense. No, and he was right. But to be fair with all of our dads, they, I think maybe all three, I know mine and maybe Kyle's for sure. I don't know about Jerry, but uh, they also didn't support Dame's fourth quarter uh, shot taking early in his career. And now, uh, Look who was right on that one. Yeah. I felt like my dad was definitely a Dame hater. My in, dad was. In his early and then he just made too many big shots that you yeah. can't. I but mean, they've you... also lived in Portland for a while and they're just getting beat down. That's true. They've seen they've seen a lot of yeah. tough times. So but anyway. All right, let's go ahead and wrap the pod there. That was a great, great Come discussion. Back. So pumped to be so back. So exciting that we are could we're gonna make a big move. We have twenty million dollars of a trade exception that we have to use by the trade deadline. And like we it's don't, gonna it's, get fucking used. But something's going to if happen. If we don't it's just a, that would be the dumbest you're move giving in away you're giving away twenty dollars. That like would be forfeiting twenty two million dollars. Yes, so happen and, and be like that would be one of history. the worst assets to not use ever. That like, we will use that. Yeah. that and, and what I'm saying is we get to watch for something. And yes. it, I think you can feel it through this pod, hopefully, listeners. But the energy is back in yeah. Portland. Last year was it was a beatdown. It was the tough. whole year. The energy's back because it, to both what you just both said, we have 
hope again. Yes, we do. Last year was hopeless. <laughs> now <laughs> oh, yeah. it's back. So yes. let's wrap it there. The right Backyard on. Banter Podcast for Tyler, Agent 011, Bagginstoss, Kyle, the Big Ticket, George, and your host, Connor Scott. We will talk to you in another three and a half months. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back a lot quicker now that uh, yes, Blazer sir. Basketball has some. After again, all these we got to do one after it. the draft. That's true. We might, might take a brief week? hiatus. Yeah. A lot of weddings coming up. Um, Kyle's attending a bunch. Tyler himself is taking the big leap yep. here in July. So Old exciting stuff. Chain. We'll try to talk <laughs> one more time before that so that we can get a sure. Tyler's breakdown of where his head's at going into the wedding, of Love course. It. But loved being back. Yes. We'll talk to you guys uh, very soon. Peace. 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 Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the... The series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Lillard got it.